Economic News on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. And we join now by Jana van Diefender, Head of Real-Time Research at ETM Analytics. Morning, Jana. It's been a while, so it's great to hear your voice again. So we, it's great to be back, <laughs> We're roughly halfway through July, and um, it has been a choppy period for the RAND. How has the currency performed, and what are the major drivers at this point? So, Sakina, indeed, quite an interesting uh, time period for the RAND the past uh, two and a half or so weeks. Um, initially, we saw the RAND come under significant selling pressure, and the, the main driver of this RAND sell-off was um, political noise flow in the domestic market. So we've seen for quite some time now that the currency is quite sensitive to developments on the domestic um, political front, and this remains one of the main detractors um, from RAND sentiment. However, there was some, some light um, for the RAND last week from around midweek. Um, initially, the currency sold off. It peaked, uh, the USDR peaked at around 13 Rand 60. But then we saw this massive shift in global risk sentiment. And the RAND has been able to, to capitalize on this improvement in global risk sentiment. And the currency managed to um, regain some ground versus the, the US dollar. And it's now trading just above levels around 13 Rand. So in terms of, of that appreciation that we saw in the final sessions of last week, as I said, main, the main driver there was global risk sentiment, and the reason why we've seen an improvement in global risk sentiment is that investors are reassessing their position on um, U.S. interest rate um, expectations and rate hike risks. Uh, very soft um, retail sales data out of the U.S. on Friday afternoon also supported the RAND via exerting pressure on the U.S. dollar, and through the course of the past two and a half weeks since the start of July, what this always meant is that the RAND is actually now trading 0.2% firmer against the US dollar. So we're looking at a combination of of global drivers um, in terms of of how that is determining investor risk sentiment. And then on on the domestic front, it's still very much a case of, um, you know, political noise flow that has an impact on the RAND. So what our view on the RAND at present is that um, apart from this political noise flow that's impacting the currency, if we look at the underlying economic fundamentals, they are still relatively bullish for the RAND, in other words, supportive of the currency. So if we don't see a new bout of political noise flow, the RAND might um, be able to, to retain some resilience in the short term. And then, Jana, uh, this week is said to be a particularly busy one uh, from a data perspective. Uh, what should we be keeping an eye on? Yeah, um, very a few uh, quite prominent releases on the domestic market, um, especially in terms of um, con- uh, looking at the consumption environment and consumer dynamics. So first up, um, we've got on Wednesday, we have the, the CPI release for June. Now, we know that the, the inflation numbers are always closely monitored um, by both the market as well as, as South African households. And um, we've seen through the course of the past couple of months, the inflation rate has come down quite significantly, um, despite edging slightly higher um, in, in May um, to 5.2, no, sorry, to 5.4% on year. But now expectations are for the June reading to show that the inflation rate softened again to 5.2% year on year. So this is a, you know, if we see that um, softening materializing, that 
is something that could provide some desperately needed reprieve for South Africa. South African consumers. We know that households are still under a tremendous amount of pressure due to um, high levels of debt. I mean, the unemployment rate is still at an alarmingly high level. Um, so any reprieve for consumers would definitely be welcomed. Um, in terms of, of CPI going forward, we, we while we do see some scope for that short-term um, softening, broader softening trend to continue, um, there are some risks that this downside momentum will lose some impetus in the months ahead as we see the, the positive effects of that, um, you know, food, food price um, disinflation starting to abate. So uh, for the, in terms of CPI, we expect it to remain anchored in the short term, not too many risks on the top side there. And then also another relief that we were looking at this week is um, the latest retail sales data. Now, what we've seen in the retail sector in recent months, um, we saw sharp softening um, uh, uh, earlier in this year, and retail sales contracted quite um, significantly in Jan. But now we've started to see a slight recovery there. But that being said, we're only still seeing retail sales growth of around 1%, 2%, which is very soft. And considering the fact that the South African economy has become so reliant on consumption to generate growth, it is really concerning that the retail sector um, is still under a bit of pressure. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, we do have numerous um, factors that are exerting pressures on South African consumers, such as very high unemployment, we've got very weak consumer sentiment, and then also the debt story in South Africa is still not a very encouraging one. Um, households are still battling with high levels of debt, and lending criteria is also quite strict. So the retail sector outlook, while we do see it stabilizing, we see very limited scope for this sector to gain material traction. Now, the, the, the final um, release for the week, or event rather for the week, um, that we will be keeping an eye out on is, of course, the Saab interest rate decision, which is happening on Thursday. Now, South African consumers really do hope um, to see some a reprieve in terms of interest rates, um, you know, but for the time being, unfortunately, we don't expect the Saab to, to reduce interest rates just yet. Now, the reason for this is that um, the Reserve Bank has, has been very clear in its communication that they continue to, to monitor the RAND as one of the most um, important financial variables when making their decision on interest rates. And given the volatility that we have seen in the currency recently, we are not um, entirely convinced that the Saab will feel comfortable to reduce interest rates just yet. And we also think that they, they will possibly still again refer to the fact that while inflation has come off quite significantly and it is quite low at present and within their 3 to 6% um, you know, target band. The fact is that medium-term inflation expectations are still quite sticky. And until such a time that we can see those medium-term inflation expectations come off significantly, the Saab is likely to err on the side of caution and refrain from, from reducing interest rates. So this week we think they'll possibly keep interest rates unchanged at around 7% but we still see scope for them to perhaps consider interest rates cuts later in this year or early next year 
if inflation remains anchored and if we can see those medium-term inflation expectations come down. And, of course, then RAND resilience would possibly be required for that scenario to play out. Yeah, now we'll leave it there for this morning. And, of course, I'm sure we'll unpack those um, uh, numbers as they come out throughout the week. Thanks so much, Jana van Dierfinder, Head of Real-Time Research at ETM Analytics.